Hello and welcome to the Indie Incursion Podcast, a weekly podcast all about indie games. So we, of course, bring you the indie games news of the week, uh, some indie games over on Kickstarter, and we just generally discuss indie games. Uh, and, of course, we just talk weird stuff. I ask probing questions, my co-host. It's really fun. Uh, my name is Vaughn Hyde, and as always, I am joined by the Big Josh Boy. How you doing? Hey, man. It's good to be back. Uh, another week. We're going strong. I haven't left to a random country now, so... Uh, yeah, no work trips or just anything crazy? I know. We're looking good, man. We're in the clear. Um, <laughs> but yeah, things have been good. Yeah? You? What have you been playing this week? Doing, are you playing anything cool? Uh, let's see. I, uh, I actually randomly got back into Path of Exile. Uh, which has nothing to do with the fact that it dropped on PS4 recently. But uh, me and my buddies have been uh, talking to each other, and we're like, oh, we want to get back into a game that we all can play and kind of just hang out with. And uh, Path of Exile is a really great example of that. It's a very, um, I mean, if you don't know what Path of Exile is, it's very similar to a Diablo-esque game. It's a dungeon-crawling, you know, loot-grinding sort of game. Um, but it's really one of those games where in a lot of cases I end up playing it where I've never been like, oh, I got to get really serious about this or I'm looking to find the best loot. I enjoy it just because I'm hanging out with, you know, my buddies, uh, and just going through grinding and killing some monsters, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't really know much of it yet because I'm trying to get back into it. Uh, a lot of it is very confusing coming back because it's not, um, it's not as, you know, easy of a concept as Diablo is, I guess, because there's certain things that are taken out. Um, like, uh, there's no, there, well, there's a serious skill tree, which is super, uh, overwhelming at first. Cause it's like the, like the final fantasy 10, uh, kind of skill tree where it like goes everywhere and each character has their own, but they're all like interconnected. So you could technically move to a different one's levels like later on. So if you don't know what you're building, you're like really just, like I said, overwhelmed with all the possibilities. Um, but the cool thing about it is they have these gems that will drop and you'll basically get to put them in sockets that your armor or your weapons have and they'll allow you to get your skills. So that's actually where you get your like abilities, like your spells or your you know different attacks. So it's really different um, and it's it's cool because those those skills are like random drops so you don't know what you're going to get and then you can make a build out of those different drops and each one has a unique color that you have to put into a specific slot so there's a lot of like management to the game which kind of pisses me off to a sense because uh, I got into an argument with one of my uh, buddies because I was basically like oh I don't like how this basically you have to find that item and find a good item and then you also have to make sure it has the right slots and the right amount of sockets and then if you don't have those you have to re-roll them by using other items that drop and it's like oh it's just it's so much but obviously the drops are a little bit more um more often so it makes it kind of easier but i don't know it's still really annoying it's it's the same concept of just like grinding to loot uh, new things to then grind more, which obviously gets old, but I mean, it's a lot of fun to just hang out with your buds and play the game. So that's good. Do you know what the developer of this, uh, of Path of Exile is called? Mm, actually, no, I don't. It's called Grinding Gear Games. Oh, actually, <laughs> I should have known that, but yeah, it's, uh, they, they know what they're doing. 
Yeah, I was just kind of like trying to look up stuff about Path of Exile, and I came on to the PlayStation Store because it. I, I'm assuming released pretty recently on the PlayStation Store. Um, yeah, I think it was yeah, like it's, two weeks or something ago. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's developed and published by Grinding Gear Games. It hmm. looks pretty cool. You you can play <coughs> seven different classes with 19 subclasses. That's yeah, there's dope. there's a lot of like customization and different builds that you get because, like I said, there's there's those classes and subclasses, and then there's also different gems that drop which have skills attached to them so you basically can have a class that has a multitude of different skill builds that you find along the way yeah this looks very cool i'm not like i'm not a big fan of these games and it's gonna be another stupid gripe i have but i don't like that i can't make my own character you play as a character oh geez. so yeah that's an issue it's a thing that I do. <laughs> I mean, you get to name them. You can name them whatever you want. Oh, you. man. I get oh, to man. name it? The customization is crazy. Everything. <laughs> Fuck, I got to get into Path of Exile if I can name them. I know. I, it's, I'm it's assuming pretty... that's just to differentiate between saves. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't even... Well, no, it does show your name, but... It's one of those things where, or, or does it? I can't remember now because there's some <laughs> there's some games. Yeah, I know I'm I'm like spotting because I I haven't played with multiple characters like I used to have, um, just because I'm trying to just get back into it. But there's some games like this where you'll play the games, and this is this really irks me where they'll make you name the character, and then it won't matter because it'll never show it to anyone other than yeah, like and they you. just say like Wanderer. And you're like, fuck. Yeah, like, yeah, like there'll be the the account that you have, like the overarching account to like EA or like ARC or whatever the the actual um, company is that you have that login for. And it'll just put display that login no matter what. And you're like, well, why did I even name this stupid character? Like if no one can see it, no one knows who I am. Yeah, I'm assuming it's just to differentiate between different characters. Yeah, but I think That's you can see it because in that I've I've seen their names um, from the actual characters that differentiate it. So I mean, you can definitely see it in this game. So hey, man, more more uh, name pros for you to pick it up. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks pretty cool. Do you know how much it is? I'm like, I, I love the, the two things that I've looked up for PlayStation specifically. It does not say how much this game fucking costs. And it's really mm. annoying. I mean, are you looking to play it on PlayStation or PC? Yeah, dude, I'm not a PC kid. Uh, on, you're so lame. So Shit. lame. Uh, oh, it's a free download. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it is free. <laughs> yeah, it's a That's free- cool. I was going to say, it's a free game on PC, but I didn't know if it was for PlayStation. But yeah, it's it's free because it, it does the, you know, the cosmetic kind of thing. Um, but for the most part... Oh, they I mean, charge for, like, cosmetics kind of things? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you don't obviously have to use any of them. And there's so much content to the game that, like, it really doesn't matter. It's one of yeah, those, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's one of those things where uh, generally people will... Um, well, obviously, there's some people who are just going to spend money, but a lot of people will play for so long that they're like, oh, I should probably give them a few bucks. Like, Yeah, toss them a couple bones. Yeah. I get you. Um, I have been... I 
I played a little bit more Destiny 2. No real indie games. So I'm just waiting for some more to come out, to be honest. I think I might pick up Daggerhood. Daggerhood looked really good. I played um, it, and uh, I'm going to be honest. I enjoyed it for a little bit, played it one night, and then never picked it back up again. I just couldn't <gasps> get into it. Man. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's a couple indie games that I want to get back to. I want to finally beat Wonder Song. I want to like get further into Oh my into god, you still haven't beat that? No, dude, I'm so bad at beating you're games. So, yeah, because you're such like a an advocate of the game. <laughs> you haven't even completed it I really it yet. like it. I just haven't beaten it yet. It's such an interesting game. It's got a good um, ending, too. You should beat it. I'm going to. Josh, leave me alone. Gosh. No. <laughs> Um, I'm playing like Metro Redux right now, uh, Metro 2033. Mm-hmm. That game does not hold up. It's no. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's legitimately bad. Why? Like I, I enjoy. I think the main character is his name is Arturo. Um, mm-hmm. I find him interesting. I find the story and the world interesting. Interesting, but. <laughs> The graphics are super outdated mm. and just there's like, okay, so I go in, I play for maybe like 10 minutes and then there's a loading screen with a little bit of story, but it's a real ugly loading screen. And then I play for another 10 minutes loading screen. It's the Anthem issue and it's it's a bother. It's a pain in my ass mm-hmm. and it's so uncomfortable to sit there and like wait through loading screen after loading screen. I just... It's a thing, but I want to play through both uh, Metro 2033 and Last Light because I want to play Metro Exodus because I've heard good things and maybe want to play it, but that is not an indie game and this is an indie games podcast. Uh, so I think it's about time we actually get into some of the news for today and man, do we have some news stories. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, Yacht Club's new game Cyber Shadow, Steam World's Quest getting a release date, No Man's Sky getting VR support and uh, some new Cuphead content but the first of the articles is over on Gamatsu. This written by Sal Romano. Dude, I swear, this guy writes fucking everything on Gamatsu. I'm not even joking. I don't think I've actually seen an article that he did not write. And it, I mean, I don't go on Gamatsu a lot, but just based on the amount of times I have, he should, yeah, he should be paid a lot. Um, so we've got Ninja Action Platformer Cyber Shadow announced for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Um, this is going to be, uh, but da, 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 that can't be right, can it? Yacht Club Games is publishing it? They're not developing it? Yeah, yeah, they're just publishing. That's so weird. Uh, Following a tease earlier this month, publisher Yacht Club Games and developer Machine Head Studios have announced Cyber Shadow, a new ninja action platform coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and uh, Switch, and PC. Um, A release date is not yet announced, but it will cost, with a capital T, because that's a thing for some reason, um, (laughs) $14.99. I think that's kind of weird. I didn't even notice that. I thought it was going to be Yacht Club actually developing a game because I think the uh, I think last week when we talked about the tease, um, it in no way said anything about Yacht Club just publishing it. But I guess it was also just a tease. It was just a gif. Yeah, it's just you know uh, what? just there to hype it up. So. Yeah, now that I think about it, this actually makes a lot of sense because this announcement was actually accompanied by an announcement trailer. And I was like sitting there going through and I was like, 
this does not look like their like pixel art style. Like mm-hmm. it, it looks similar, but it doesn't look at all like Shovel Knight. And I was kind of disappointed by that, but it totally makes sense. Like yeah. it's not even developed by them; it's just published. Yeah, it's interesting because the only I'm looking on Wikipedia, so obviously there could be some loopholes in here. But the biased. only other one before this that was published by them was in 2016, Azure Striker Gunvolt. Um, oh yeah. But everything else from them has been Shovel Knight. I think it's interesting, though, like that their company is just publishing these random titles. like, And it's not even the same developer, so it's not like a relationship that they built. It's just a new studio they're doing this for. So it's very rare that you would see a company do something like this, at least from the indie side of things. It doesn't seem like, what is it, Machine Head Studios? I I don't know if they've actually... I think this might be their first game. It's uh, Mechanical Head Studios, actually. Oh, yeah, sorry. I keep. I, I think I keep saying Machine. It's Mechanical Head Studios. But I literally but I like Googling them. Yeah, the only things that come either. up are talking about the like Cyber Shadow. Apparently, they m- might have a YouTube channel, or I'm actually... I'm 100% sure that it's not theirs. That's just some weird person. Mechhead Studios. Mechhead Studios, yeah, yeah. it's a little different. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I think this might be their first game, unless for some reason their actual first game is just completely unknown to everybody. Um, But it looks pretty interesting. Uh, Key features, dash, slice, and leap through masterfully designed levels filled with sharply honed ninja platforming action. Um, It's going to have a sweet... Real mouth, mouthful of marketing. Yeah, this is definitely a lot of word salad. Yeah. <laughs> um, relive the authent- uh, authenticity of classic 8-bit challenge. Um, rescue your clan to unlock permanent um, ninjutsu skills and abilities, combining them seamlessly as only the warrior of legend could. Yeah, that's it's a lot of word salad. I'm kind of, now that I... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, now that I realize that Yacht Club's just publishing it, I'm kind of disappointed. But <laughs> oh no way! Have you watched the trailer? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not disappointed for the game itself. Oh, um, just because you wanted just, something from Yacht Club? Yeah, and I know they're doing like Shovel Knight Showdown, and they're working on King of Cards. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually really glad that Yacht Club isn't. I mean, hopefully, isn't uh, isn't working on anything else so they could just focus on getting these out and those freaking amiibos that I've been waiting at like a year for. God yeah, <laughs> one just day. Just waiting for this shit. Um, but yeah, maybe Cyber that could Shadow be the, looks pretty. Maybe cool. that could be the new reason why you're uh, the ghost formerly known as Von Heist. Dead. Yeah, I'm still waiting for my amiibos. Yeah. This time it wasn't like shock from the <laughs> um, the cancellation of a physical indie game. It's actually just old age. Yeah. <laughs> just slowly withered away. Died of natural causes. Yeah. Just Not waiting. even that. Like I I waited an outrageously long time and then just kind of faded away like the like the night in uh, the Last Crusade. You know what I mean? Uh, just... I was thinking of the dog from Futurama. Interesting. Yeah. It was a real yeah. tearjerker. Tear <laughs> I was just so sad to see you go. Yeah, are you excited about this? You you were like, oh, no way. You watched the trailer? Yeah. No, man. I watched this and I was like, holy shit. Mega Man and Ninja Gaiden had a baby. Like, this looks so good. I'm super hyped for it. 
I, it's a little strange because it just feels like Messenger 2.0, honestly, at this That's point. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I thought at one point in time I saw him like slash and then jump, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, they're That's the Messenger it. shit right there. Yeah. What I thought was funny, too, is on Twitter, like I was uh, I was scrolling through my feed afterwards, and I saw uh, the Messenger, like their Twitter account for it, for the actual game, uh, retweeted it and was like, hey, check it out. Ninjas are great. And I was like, you guys are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> you would say that trying to hawk your ninja your ninja bias Jeez. <laughs> get out of here but i mean it, it definitely like if you really look at the gameplay it, it it looks like it will definitely feel much different um i think it'll probably feel a little bit heavier kind of like the Mega Man x games um where there's some weight to the actual jumping of your character in it are you comparing it to the messenger or are you compared to shovel knight <laughs> Uh, well, I'm more comparing, the, well, not really either. I'm comparing, well, no, 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 I'm sorry. Or were you comparing it to Ninja Gaiden? Uh, a little bit of Ninja Gaiden and the Messenger, I guess. More, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I was just curious no, about no, no, that no, no, when no. you said it looked heavier. No, 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 no. Like, not for what? Shovel Knight, not for Shovel Knight. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's definitely heavy. <laughs> yeah, he drops like a bag of rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> my bad. Um, but no, it, it looks like it'll be heavier than something like the Messenger or Ninja Gaiden, uh, it feels like the main speed will be in that one slash attack that he has. But I I think that it, it's definitely going to be something interesting. I'm going to pick it up for sure. It screams a Josh game just because of the fact that it reminded me of Mega Man. And I love Mega Man games. So this is in my alley. I, I hope that it's everything that I'm hyped for. <laughs> the nicest thing I could say about this game at this very moment, other than... That pixel art looks pretty sweet. Is that this looks like a game I'll be real bad at? Which oh yeah, well, I mean that's why I love it. Yeah, that's just a, that's not even a shot at them. That's like a yeah, your game is gonna be sweet, but it looks like it's gonna be a pain in the ass, and I'm not gonna be good at it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> we'll have to see. <laughs> but speaking of having to see, we'll have to see how SteamWorld Quest turns out because we just got Ooh, a release date. Uh, this is over on IGN, written by Colin Steven. It is SteamWorld Quest gets a release date. Yeah, it's really straightforward, that title. Very, very good, <laughs> Colin Stevens. Um, announced by developer Image Inform, uh, SteamWorld Quest will be available exclusively through the Nintendo eShop starting April 25th. Uh, this RPG's card-based mechanics will cost uh, $25, euros. Well, yeah, I don't, I'm not 100% sure what that currency is. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and will remain exclusive to the Nintendo Switch for the foreseeable future. Um, a release date announced video with the extra gameplay footage can be seen below. God, this game looks good, dude. I it know. looks sweet. Speaking of, uh, man, this this episode is like the Josh hype show. I cannot <laughs> wait for this game. Man, it's got cards. My favorite. Yeah, thing. I was about to say it's card game, dude. <laughs> it's got cards. Obviously, you're gonna how like you, it. How could you go wrong? It's a card game. Um, but it's got something else. That's that's why it really gets you. Is because exactly. it's a card game. Exactly. But finally... it's also something else you finally get me it took 22 (laughs) episodes but you finally get me (laughs) but no this uh man the one thing that i'm a little like first off crazy that it's coming out like so soon i'm super hyped to play it just next month but man yeah it was announced like two weeks ago 
<laughs> not not two what weeks ago, but yeah, it was Wasn't announced. Wasn't it? It was in the Nintendo uh, Direct. Not the latest one. No, it was in the Nintendo Direct before that. Oh, was it? Yeah, get your facts straight, boy. Okay, for some reason I was thinking it was in the most recent Nintendo Direct. No, but a lot of people asked like why it wasn't. Uh, and by that, I mean Casey DeFreitas on NVC. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the one thing that I'm kind of like upset about is the $25 price point. I feel like that's pretty high. Like, I don't know how much content is going to be in this game, but I'm pretty sure their others have always been like in the 20 range, like below. Um, I- um, SteamWorld Dig 2 was $20. Mm-hmm. The first SteamWorld Dig was 10 and I think SteamWorld Heist uh, like was 20 as well. Yeah, oh, it might okay. be 15 or it might be 20. Oh, I don't know. They're going up know. $5 each time. <laughs> yeah, eventually they're going to have a full price game, but at least it'll be like t- t- eight games in or I whatever. Mean, yeah, I mean, at the same time, if it was, I'd probably still buy it. This company is so, so interesting with the way they're they're making games. Like, I'm hoping for, after this, a SteamWorld Heist 2. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone wants the dig first, but oh man, SteamWorld Heist was so good. Why would they want the dig? You got SteamWorld Dig too, less than a like that was in like 2017. People are demanding as fuck. <laughs> I don't understand that. Like I, I'm gonna be honest. Heist is better. Oh, Suck it. I boom. I'm right there with you. I loved Heist Dig. I was like, this is okay. Heist came out, and I was like, this is my jam. <laughs> yeah. The. the so I, I will there's two things I got to say about this one I think it's very cool that they're not limiting themselves to like a specific genre of games mm-hmm. so they went from uh, Steamroll Dig being like basically this this like mining sim with Metroidvania elements um, and like a little bit of resource management to Steamroll Heist which is this like more tactical RPG which is really awesome and now they're going for like this mix between like an RPG and a card based game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks really cool. And I, I love that they're not limiting themselves. Uh, and two, um, however much I don't like tactics, it is better than a mining simulator. Why do people <laughs> like digging so much? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually thinking about it though, there's a lot of games related to that. It's like digging. Yeah. Like digging yeah. down for some reason or like, I don't know. I'm just thinking about like all the games that have that pickaxe, <laughs> like of just <laughs> digging down or, or mining for resources. There's just like so many of them right now. But anyway, um, I think it's super interesting. I, I'm more, well, first off, I want to see what this is like, because I'm positive that I'm going to love this game. Um, but I'm also excited for the future about what this really means for like, what type of like, what genre are they going to make next? A first-person shooter. Uh, I would be very <laughs> no, I upset. Doubt it. <laughs> I would they have yet so to make a 3D game, so I would assume it's going to be a 2D game. Yeah. Um, I want this I would team... honestly... I, I hope they make, like, a pixel platformer, if I'm being honest. Well, it wouldn't be a pixel platformer, because they don't really yeah, they do, don't like, do. pixel art. But um, I would just like a platformer in general. I think that would be really cool from uh, this team. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Especially with their weird-ass, like western slash like steampunk aesthetic Mm -hmm. i mean with the exception of course with steamworld quest which is more of like a a steampunk mix with like fantasy 
So, yeah, one of the interesting things, uh, I mentioned it a little bit, but um, for NVC, the last episode, they actually did an interview with the CEO of the company from Steamworld Quest, which was really cool. Um, But the reason why I'm bringing that up is just because he mentioned that they actually found a way to slip this into uh, the actual full story arc of like all of the games so that it makes sense somehow. I'm interested to see what that really looks like, but I think it's cool that they're trying to expand it, but also keep it as one flowing universe. If I'm being honest, I didn't even know dig and heist were connected, Mm -hmm. let alone quest. That's pretty crazy. By the way, anybody who doesn't know what NVC is, it's Nintendo Voice Chat. I figure I should just say that. Isn't that what it's called? Yes, it is. It's an IGN podcast? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just, I I listen to it every now and then, um, but I'm more of a Beyond fan myself. Uh, Well, I'm a Nintendo boy, so (laughs) gotta gotta stay true. (laughs) Yeah, this looks amazing. Uh, Take on whatever threats come their way. Yeah, that's your your heroes. Uh, You could choose over 100 unique punch cards. cards, I don't know why that makes me laugh. It just sounds so stupid. (laughs) The punch cards thing? Yeah, just because it's like, uh, is that all they do? It's like is, they're just like, they a, just like a yogurt place. And they're just like little stamp cards. That's oh, yeah. Like the time <laughs> they're clocking in. <laughs> I mean, this, yeah. I, I definitely, it is a weird thing. <laughs> Wait, is this game not even called SteamWorld Quest? It's called SteamWorld Quest Hand of Gilgamesh? Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't even realize it had a subtitle. Everything just says SteamWorld Quest. And, well, I mean, because it's such a long friggin' title. <laughs> no one's going to type that whole thing. That is true. That's very true. (laughs) Um, But I think it's time for us to move on to our next story. Uh, This is also over on IGN. Uh, It is written by Lucy O'Brien, and it is uh, VR is coming to No Man's Sky. At Sony's first State of Play episode today, the company announced that VR is coming to No Man's Sky. Uh, No Man's Sky Beyond update will add VR functionality to the space exploration game and will be out this summer for free. Everybody loves free uh no man's sky beyond will also add no man's sky online which includes uh, a radical new social and multiplayer experience which empowers players uh everywhere in the universe to meet and play together according to hello games sean murray i'm actually very excited for this i think that this is really really cool um i'm wondering if so I'm fairly certain that this is just like a, a function in the game itself. It's not like an offhand thing, like fucking until dawn rush of blood or something like that. Um, because it's in addition to the no man's sky beyond, uh, update. But mm. what I was like trying to get to there before I just randomly went off about something else, um, was <laughs> I'm wondering if those playing in VR can still play with those that are just playing like, on the console itself without a vr unit or if they're like set aside hmm. um i don't see why not though i mean what yeah are they, i don't what are they really changing other than their visuals yeah they're like point of view yeah i i don't think it would change much they would keep them separate um and yeah i'm assuming for, because of the fact that nobody's asking for clarification i'm just the one person who for some reason <laughs> thinks that that this needs to be clarified, but I am very excited for this. I think this looks awesome. I might actually buy a PSVR just to play No Man's Sky VR. I'm not even joking. Of Whoa. course, there are other games I want to play. I'm not saying this is the only one, yeah. but this looks fucking cool. Honestly, I've I've 
kind of thought about it uh, a couple of times. But I mean, I, I want to get PSVR just because it would be the ease of it for like having just a system that's there. And since I already have a PS4, but I mean, I have a good enough computer that can run VR. I just need to stop being lazy and get a system. What is it? The uh, is it? Fuck! Is it Vive Quest or is it Oculus it's Quest? Oculus the new. Quest. Okay, yeah. Isn't it supposed to be entirely run in the headset? It's yeah, not like yeah. hooking up to your. It's rig? like its own computer, basically. Like the chip is all there in the headset. Yeah, I guess that one's four hundred dollars, but it's it's not gonna have like the full like range of uh, Oculus games on it, or just games entirely on it. Hmm. I'm assuming. That's weird. How does that? I th- do they have like a select library that you have to that's stick what to? i was about to say i think that the the oculus uh the oculus quest actually is going to have its own library but i might mm. be wrong about that i i think i heard that uh i think i heard greg miller talk about that on like the most recent kind of funny games cast but i'm not 100 percent sure uh, um yeah i don't know <laughs> i've heard very limited about it just because i really don't look uh up a lot of vr stuff because i've never really been that interested in it but i mean the thought of having your own like it's all in there one contraption makes it very appealing because otherwise the one thing that i would hate is like all the wires and all the setup and tear down of getting those sets they have the fuck i really need to like the fuck yeah and i need to dive a little bit more deep or i need to dive a little bit deeper into vr um so there the psvr only has one skew or technically i think it has like technically it has different skews depending on what it's bundled with but mm-hmm. the machine itself is the same no matter what is it vive or is it oculus that actually is making a uh it's just a wireless headset but it's not like it just runs in its own thing like the oculus quest it's, uh, it's i'm pretty just sure a that one is headset. vive but i might yeah. be i might be wrong but I, i'm pretty sure it's vive yeah, I wasn't 100% sure. Um, but when it where it pertains to, to like No Man's Sky, I'm very excited for this. This game is like the game that keeps on giving. It's kind of creepy. And uh, so we got both basically just like them turning this into a... I mean, they've said that this is more like a derogatory term at this point, but um, them turning No Man's Sky into an MMO for the first part. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they have VR support. There's still one thing, and it's supposedly a big thing that they have yet to announce um, about this Beyond update. So I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. Um, hmm. I mean, I think it would be cool if it was cross-platform play, but I truly doubt it is. Yeah, um, I don't know. But especially I mean, since Sony backed um, Hello Games for like with with the marketing of No Man's Sky, they did that, and I'm assuming, I think they gave them a little bit money of money during development. But also, mm. the game did actually come out on Xbox One not too long ago. So. Yeah. What if they stab them in the back and they're like, "We signed up with Google. We're part of Stadia. Day one." That'd be hilarious. Yeah. I'm not even joking. I would love that. <laughs> maybe i don't yeah i don't know but because i'm thinking like if they have one more big thing like you think that they would hold like the the biggest piece for last as far as updates so like already so it has to be pretty big yeah that's what i'm saying like (laughs) having it where you're launching out and saying like yeah we have uh the whole game in vr now is pretty damn big for an update like just let alone anything from like this is a free update the first thing that went through my mind when we were like looking over this article is i'm like man if they would have done this from day one, like this game would have blown everyone's fucking mind. 
there's so much in it now. Yeah, if No Man's Sky, I mean, let alone like No Beyond or anything like that, but just No Man's Sky next, if it would have launched um in that state. Yeah. It, yeah, it would have it there would have been no talk about No Man's Sky coming out and all these ugly ass monsters. It would have just been 100% No Man's Sky is an amazing game, which I still thought it was pretty good. But I think <laughs> Saving the best for last, I honestly think, and once again, I doubt it's going to happen, but I think uh, cross-platform play would still be a big thing, especially with, like, their, so they announce online, then they announce VR support, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, BT Dubs, it's cross-platform, you can play online with all of your friends over um, both PlayStation and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Is it also on PC? Uh, I don't think it is. No, it is. It is. Yeah, it yes. definitely is. Yeah, it is. Now, I, for some reason, I didn't think it was on PC for... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he got it working on, like, the fucking Amiga or something like that. I forget what it was. It was an old, like... A, it, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that story. Did you see that a while ago? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. But I'm I'm super stoked for this. I'm not even joking. I might buy a VR specifically for this. Wow. Well, if you do, let me know how AstroBot is. Yeah, I, I'm definitely going to have to pick up Astrobot. Um, Moss looks really good. I mean, to be honest, I've been wanting to buy VR for a while, but just haven't yet. Yeah. Um, but speaking of waiting a while, it is time uh, to pop over to our last news story that we're going to cover in depth today, uh, which is over on That Big Old Twinfinite. It is written by Tom Meyer, um, and it is free Cuphead content update coming to all platforms on April 18th. Uh, Cuphead developer Studio MDHR announced a free content update coming to the game on April 18th with a new character update R- uh, oh, updated art and other fixes. Uh, the free patch will include Mugman, uh, Cuphead's friend, and automatic second player in co-op as a playable character in single player. Um, Mugman will have his own... Uh, I, I don't understand why the completion theme is such a big deal. But okay, <laughs> he has his own completion theme after um, b- completing a stage. Um, while both players will receive multiple new fight introductions, uh, is there a lot of other stuff in this update? In this one? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think I think mainly mainly this update is really like, hey, it's coming to switch and also here's a couple of like little extras to keep you going until their bigger like pay for dlc oh and i guess they are um i guess this is an issue on nintendo switch uh studio mdhr is um is optimizing the game through this update while uh which will result in shorter load times um a smaller install size and smaller patch sizes in the future i'm assuming the smaller like the the lesser load times was almost specifically meant to be uh for the nintendo switch because apparently the load times can can get a little bit egregious even though they're not like outrageously long they're like probably five times longer on the nintendo switch is what i've heard than Mm. on other platforms i wonder Um, though if that update is for specifically other platforms like just because i mean it's it's not specifically directed 
At the oh switch. yeah, no. I, I was just saying, like maybe that's maybe that's that might, where they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I don't know because it's not specifically directed at the switch. But yeah, if if they are having issues with loading time, I'm, I'm assuming that's where they would be. You know, looking to go. But it's it's strange because like talking about that before something has even released is kind of a weird. Like most companies would not do that. Like, yeah, just in general, just because, you know, it's the same concept of being a developer and being like, if there's a bug that shouldn't have been there, they're not going to say, hey, there was something there and we fucked up if no one caught it, like, and no one has the game yet. So maybe this is for other systems and maybe Switch well, is still going to suck. There are people who have it on the Nintendo Switch now. Well, yeah, for like the, the people who have it early, though, it's not like. Oh, yeah. No, it, I was just saying I, I've heard the complaint from people who have it early mm-hmm. that there are like significantly longer load times. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it just it still seems a little weird that they would make a whole statement about it beforehand. But yeah. that's very true. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But uh, maybe those who are uh, playing it right now will try it out and say it's different. Who knows? As an update on an earlier conversation, um, SteamWorld Heist's Ultimate Edition is nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily if you can actually buy a different edition, but it's nineteen ninety nine. Is that for um, what console? That one is on Nintendo Switch. Oh, on Nintendo Switch. Well, mm, I don't yeah. know because a lot of the games that are coming out on Nintendo Switch are generally like I've noticed a little higher, and I think that's just because they're marketed as like a new game somewhat on Switch since they're usually coming back. Um, but there's sometimes where I'll see discrepancies between like Steam prices versus Nintendo Switch prices. Yeah, Steam has it for $14.99. The Nintendo Switch have it for $19.99. Um, and yeah, it's it's normally $14.99. I think mm-hmm. that might not be just because of that. I think it might be because it's the Ultimate Edition, which comes yeah, I don't know with what any that additional means. DLC. Mm. Um, DLC... Yeah, I'm not sure what the DLC is for that game, though. Never mind. Yeah, I think it's just, like you said, I think it just costs more on the Nintendo Switch because on the PlayStation Store, it actually says uh, now available DC and more languages Mm. or DLC DLC, and more languages. So, yeah. um, Yeah, I think it just might be a little pricier. Yeah, expand the the game with DLC. Purchasing content. Yeah, you get it both on Vita and other things. Which is... Which is interesting because I've kind of noticed that with like a few things. It's not usually like everything, but I'd be interested to see kind of like a comparison chart of games in general, like the average prices for like markup differences, I guess, between platforms. Um, the, I think it's actually the reason it's a markup on the Nintendo switch versus everything else is, uh, yeah, it does include a special DLC called the outsider, um, which is captain Piper stumbles upon a new ally. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like a whole new character, mm. which is $5 normally. Ah, uh, okay. I see. All right. That yeah. Makes so sense. that would explain the additional five bucks, let alone, I guess there are some hat packs, like Ooh, some baby. weird ass fucking Gotta get hats. Yeah, just a weird like throwback to the SteamWorld Heist comment since I saw it when I was looking at Cuphead on the Switch. Um, but yeah, are you excited? You said you might actually wait until the like the actual delicious delicious last course comes out to to pick up Cuphead on the Switch. Yeah, I mean, so I've beaten Cuphead before already, and uh, as much as I'd love to go through it again, it's one of those things where. 
I feel like there's so much coming out in April already that, and just in general around this time that I'll have kind of my hands full with stuff. So I feel like I'll end up just putting this on the back burner and waiting until the actual pay for expansion comes out. I'm pretty sure I'm still going to end up getting it on switch just because I want to try it out. And just because I feel like the switch is the right place to, to have it since I can, you know, take it with me and actually play with other friends and just take the switch wherever I want to go. Um, but I still don't know if this is going to be a day one purchase for me just because I've already played this. But then, you know, there's still a lot of people out there who this is good for, but I'm still waiting for that delicious last course. Yeah, I mean, let alone the fact that literally a week later, SteamWorld Quest comes out. See, that's what I mean. I don't have time. I got card games to play. You know what I'm saying? That and uh, Days Gone. I'm not sure if you're excited about it, but I am mm, so excited. Not as much, but there's there's a ton coming out right now. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot. Um, so now I think it's about time we move on to one of the segments on the podcast we call News Cram. Cram, 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 cram. Is that from something, or did you just make that up? You, like, wanted to do it. I've wondered that for a while. Mm, nope, just made it up. I don't know. just seemed right. All right, all right. Yeah, the first time we ever did it, you, like, very eagerly wanted to say that. So I was like, maybe that's a reference to something that I just don't know. Nah. Also, being a Beyond fan, I'm fairly certain that they added a new, like, uh, section of the podcast called, like, News Cram or something like that. Oh, shit. I'm not even joking. These motherfuckers. Yeah. I was like, bitches, we're 23 episodes in. You don't even know about us, and you're stealing our sections. <laughs> the minute the minute you, you listen to that podcast and they start doing that cram fucking thing, they're like, cram, cram. I'm going to... Yeah. I'll shit my pants. I'm not even joking. Oh, if man. that happens, I'll deuce out. I'll be done. <laughs> um, so... This section of the podcast is where we run you through some of the uh, indie games news stories that we kind of just couldn't talk a lot about or just kind of needed to shorten the length of the podcast. So, yeah, we just didn't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, first we've got over on Twinfinite, uh, Oxenfree is now free on the Epic Games Store for a limited time. Uh, The Witness is next. What a funny sentence. Game Informer. I just Why? I just like that. Oxen free now free. Like it <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. All right. Um Josh is excited about this. Way forward announces Shantae 5. Shantae baby. Ooh. I can't yeah. believe you don't like this game. You don't I've never played any of them. What? I almost picked up Half Genie Hero. Um but I never did. I just it's... I don't know. I don't I just don't like the look of it. I mean, what what? <laughs> yeah i just don't like its art style very much i'm sorry so silly it's i mean it is very like it's very kind of kitty i guess like childish in a way but i don't know it's like a saturday morning cartoon kind of thing but obviously with titties um but that part doesn't matter it's just a really good like platforming game and the boss fights are fun like i don't know it's good you're you're wrong I just had some straight up instant karma. I said I didn't like that game's art style, and I took a drink of my soda, and one of my mustache hairs got stuck in the soda cap, and I just pulled it out of my face. Oh, and it hurt. See, that's <laughs> what you get. <laughs> I'm like on the verge of tears. <laughs> Don't fuck with Shantae. She's everywhere. Seriously, apparently she's got magic that bridges platforms. Jesus Christ. 
Um, now we've got uh, Xbox Indies, Killer Queen Black, Outer Wilds, and Blazing Chrome will launch on Xbox Game Pass. That is over on Polygon. Um, also on Polygon is Five Nights at Freddy's announced for PlayStation VR. Meh, meh. That's so stupid. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> Why does it? This is like the game that just won't die. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a fan of this series, but I mean, for, there's like six fucking games in this series, uh, and you do the same thing in every one. And yet, people buy it. I mean, people are throwing yeah. money at it. It's literally just like the try not to shit your pants simulator, and I don't get why people like it so much. I don't know, man. You should try it sometime. Try shitting your I pants. I mean, the Maybe lore of the world it. is actually pretty interesting, though. The, I do oh think yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, the I'm whole not like serial killers that. stuffed people's bodies into animatronics, and now they're haunted. Yeah, it'd probably make a that's good like shit. movie. Maybe, but. I mean, don't say that. If it becomes a reality, I swear to God, weren't they I'll pull out every mustache hair you have? Didn't we? Oh man, that's a lot of that's a <laughs> lot of pulling. Uh, didn't we have a, a whole a whole I episode so. where we talked about that for like a good length of time? I think he's like Probably. working on something. Oh yeah, it was when uh, he announced like it was an announcement of like eight different uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, games. he was like, "I'm ten percent like, done with this one." I was like, "What does yeah, that mean?" We hardcore like shat on it because we were just like, "How the fuck could you be ten percent done with eight <laughs> projects? Just finish one." Which apparently he finished one. Yes, yeah, it's coming to VR. It's coming. <laughs> Uh, also the vr is not just for playstation vr it's also coming to uh oculus and vive mm-hmm. i feel like i should say that um <laughs> dead cells rise of giant uh D- rise of the giant dlc gets new animated short it's a great short Looks i dope. really like it yeah i love these shorts i'm not joking they're like sincerely amazing i wish your playable character actually looked, looked like that like that yeah yeah rather and than then, just a would... big ball of mush yeah, okay, so he looks like the big ball of mush, and then he becomes the, like, full, you know, human character, but his head just looks like it's on fire. If it just had the eyeball, if it just had the eyeball, it would look so much cuter and make the character design, like, so much better. I would just like it so much more, but you know what? <laughs> I'll just go fuck myself. Um, Farm Together gets local co-op in new update. Finally. Uh, this is over on Game Informer. Yeah, right? I've been waiting forever. Are you going to farm with me? Have you really been waiting? I'm not even. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I have no interest in that. But, I mean, if you want to farm with me, I'll still farm with you. No, I'm oh. not going to do that. <laughs> because, well. Specifically with you. I'm going to play it with other people, just not with you. Dude, that's fucked up. I thought we had Speaking a connection. Speaking of. Okay, so I, uh, on like, I think the first episode, I talked about how I refused to play Friday the 13th with my friends. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and one of my coworkers at work, who is also one of the people I was talking about, listened to that episode. He walked up to me and he's like, You fucking bitch. You like, <laughs> you just refused to play with us. And he's like, And you talked about it on your podcast. I was like, Yeah, I didn't want to play that game. <laughs> Damn. Fucking shat all over him. <laughs> It was funny. Um, <laughs> then we've got uh, Dead Cells has sold over 1 million copies. Whoop, and spoiler whoop. alert, the majority of them are on the Nintendo Switch. I yeah. Mean, it's their best seller. Yeah. Nintendo Switch. It sells indie it's, games like hotcakes, man. Seriously. People eat that shit up. I honestly, if you have an indie game coming out at all now and it's not coming to the Nintendo Switch, like 
its initial release isn't on the Nintendo Switch, you're just crazy. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. That's I something mean, you need to work on. I mean, SteamWorld Quest is coming out exclusively on it. Right? That's amazing. Um, so we've got uh, Hellboy is coming to Brawlhalla just in time for the movie premiere that is over on Game Informer. Um, upcoming sci-fi horror game Moon uh, Moons of Madness uh, looks nightmarish in first trailer. That is over on Twin Infinite. Looks pretty Corpse creepy. Party, it does. It looks really weird. Okay, what is the thing with horror games and tentacles? Yeah, they really like them. Yeah, every horror game has this weird, like, Lovecraftian deal with it where it's, like, all about tentacles and shit. I don't, I don't get it. You fear it's, what you don't know. I guess I do not like tentacles, so. See? You just. It makes sense. You're just super scared. And you're like, yeah. get this fucking shit out of all my horror games. <laughs> That's probably why I don't like open water. I've always said that I was afraid of, like, a kraken. Kraken? got tentacles mm, see this is not a coincidence uh corpse party sweet uh sachikos yeah maybe yeah sweet sachikos uh hysteric birthday bash releases in the west in april that is around to infinite and the last story over in news cram is enter the gungeon a farewell to arms just might kill the past on april 5th uh that is actually over on the playstation blog Ooh, now it's time for us to go into the next portion of our podcast where we or we meaning josh uh delves into different uh, Kickstarter, uh, just crowdfunding sites in general, pulls out some indie games for us to talk about. This week, we've got one, and it is Firmament. Uh, it is uh, from, will you say Cyan? Cyan. Oh, okay, Cyan. Cyan. Yeah, from Cyan Worlds, Inc., the studio who brought you Miss comes a next-generation narrative adventure. Um, and, of course, this is Firmament. Uh, they're looking for... Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Their goal is massive. <laughs> they're looking for $1,285,000. And they already have $325,000... Uh, okay, they have 325376 Yeah, it keeps going up. It's yeah <laughs> and they still have 29 days to go they're over 25 percent to their goal yep and uh, i'm assuming that's in i i don't know when they started this kickstarter uh um, i'm pretty sure it was just like yesterday because okay I, so it's one of the 30 day ones not like the 60 days or yeah no because i was looking and i was like uh like a few days ago and i was like ah, i don't really find like i didn't really find anything and then i looked uh just yesterday and i found this when it said 30 days to go so i feel like it just came up um, that's pretty sweet were you a fan of mist uh no actually i just saw this and it looked kind of interesting like the the world to it is very I want to say inviting <laughs> but not at the same time because it's very open and like desolate um but from an outside perspective of wanting to play it and see what's going on because it it seems like they're in this world where uh, like everything is kind of dead um and someone's coming in and there's this weird like cube thing that apparently is like the spirit of someone who was in this area before but has passed away i really don't know and they're not giving too much up about the story they're they're trying to be like hush hush about it because this game is clearly story driven and that's mainly what it's going to be so they're trying to like be like oh just you know trust us with this it's going to be cool which i mean has its pros and cons but i i feel like the team definitely has things in its back pocket that it's worked on before that 
have obviously had a lot of popularity. So there's reason to believe in it. I just think it looks interesting. I don't know if this would be a game that I would ever really back or even be interested to to play fully just because I don't I don't really think I would pay the full price for it. Um, which isn't like a negative thing about the game. It's just, it's not my personal style. Um, yeah, it seems a little weird. I'm I'm not a big fan of like, I like adventure games, like narrative adventure games, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. This just, yeah. Like you said, it's, it's just not my style. It looks really good though. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you listen to humans who make games as well. Yep. He actually interviewed, uh, I think his name is Rand Miller. Rand Miller, yeah. I haven't yeah. listened to that episode, but I, I saw that uh, that he was a part of it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. But I haven't listened to the episode, though. Yeah, he's like one of the founders of the of this um, Scion Worlds or Scion Worlds or whatever, I think. <laughs> I just, I have an issue with that name. It's so weird. Well, I mean, it might be pronounced differently, but I'm thinking of like the color. So, <laughs> all right then. Uh, how does it make you feel that the game to get the game you have to pay thirty dollars? Yeah, it's a little pricey, but they obviously got to make that million dollar goal, so they got to find some ways to jack up the price. I mean, but this is like this studio seems like a, a bit bigger than your normal like Kickstarter trying to to fund this game. So they're obviously like planning on i would assume putting more into it and the fact that it's a vr game as well kind of makes it more justifiable i guess um it is a a big price point to come in for a kickstarter but i'm sure that this is going to be something they try to sell for a 60 dollars price point when it actually comes out Oh, you think this might be like an early bird type of a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's usually what a lot of Kickstarters will do. Is there? It's just that their early bird is usually it being an indie game where, well, not an indie game specifically. This would still be technically an indie game, but um, it's more of a smaller, you know, uh, bite-sized game in comparison to like what I assume this would turn into. Although I might be wrong, um, but I'm thinking of like what Mist is and that kind of uh legacy that it has behind it um and because of that you usually don't see as much of a price difference because it'll be like you paid ten dollars and instead now the game is fifteen dollars so it's not really that big of a change but they still give you something it's just i feel like this is going to be a much different drop and i might be totally wrong you know i i I could be but i assume that that thirty dollar price point is going to be much lower than what it actually comes out for isn't it weird that we like for indie games, if it's any like, if it's seemingly if it's any higher than twenty, it's kind of like pushing you. I I feel like that's kind of a it's an odd thing with indie game fans. You're saying like the the price point, like if it's more than twenty dollars, it's like eh, I don't yeah. know if it should be worth this. Like we're willing to pay like sixty dollars for, for a triple A title, possibly not... yeah, triple A or double A titles, but we're totally like kind of annoyed which about indie game titles yeah, being more than 20 which is honestly so funny because thinking of like the value for my money like there's a lot of triple a titles i've spent 60 dollars on and then played for like a few hours and been like yep that's all i'm gonna do whereas there's indie titles where i've paid like 10 bucks and played for like a hundred plus hours yeah i i mean 
it totally makes sense. I think a lot of people wouldn't be willing to like uh, kind of take a leap with an indie game if it was more mm-hmm. than like thirty dollars. Um, any any more than thirty, I know for a fact people just won't take a leap with it. They'll be like, oh yeah, this isn't from like a name studio kind of a thing. It's it's not a big thing, so I'm not gonna play it. But that's kind of sad. Yeah, I uh, mean that's that's really all I have to say about it. It's just it's kind of sad. It's sad, but it's kind of like the nature of the beast because it's more of like, it's a name brand thing. It's the fact that people will pay more for a name rather than the quality of something out there. And I'm not saying that AAA titles are bad. There's obviously amazing ones, but there's also amazing indies that people are going to look at it from the outside and not give it a chance because it might have a higher price point. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of indie games that like, okay, I'm totally... And this is going to annoy like anybody listening to this because I'm literally talking about how it's sad that we're not willing to pay more for games. And then you're been... not willing to pay? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. So I have been sitting here wanting to buy Aegis Defenders for the past, like, since it came out, which was months ago. But I'm just waiting for it to go less than $10, <laughs> which sounds so stupid. And I feel like, okay, so I guess... Yeah, I can justify um, not spending, like, more than $30, $10, $15, whatever on a game Mm -hmm. um, with indie games. Because, one, you may not know, um, like, what the studio's pedigree is. Like, when Rockstar puts out a game, you know it's going to be good, so you're fine with spending $60 on it. Mm -hmm. But with an indie title, you don't know necessarily if it's going to be, like, an art piece. So you're just like, oh, I don't know necessarily if I should buy this or not, yeah. even though generally there's a lot of bang for your buck in them. But I, I understand it. I was just kind of saying that it it sucks that and I know I'm included in this, but it sucks that we as a whole gamers um, aren't willing to pay more for indie games. But um, <laughs> something cool about this indie game is they are uh, – I guess they're doing like basically an exclusive collaboration um, for their Kickstarter, like physical stuff with Fangamer. And mm-hmm. I love me some Fangamer. I figured you would. Yeah, there's yeah, some pretty cool looking stuff out there. The um, the interesting part is like, and I would never do this because it's like a $5,000 point on the, the bottom shit. tier. What? Yeah, that's the, the highest one is $5,000. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, and also, one person has backed that. So um, there's oh, there's people out this there. This studio, people fucking love. Yeah. It's like, it's a cult thing. They mm-hmm. made uh, Mist, Riven, and Abduction. And apparently, people like, I mean, I... They're not my games. I don't under, I wouldn't understand it. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's probably not a studio that could make me pay $5,000 to go to dinner with them. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe that's, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I, the only thing is there's like a lot of things in it that I, I'm wondering, like, I don't know what it is. It's like vintage nineties box with games and goodies. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that mean? <laughs> you do get some cool stuff like of course i would laugh so fucking hard if you didn't get the game uh, i i see that you actually get the game yeah, but i would no, laugh you seriously hard uh you get what is okay likeness and firmament yeah i understand that mm-hmm. um mysterium package what, what the is fuck that? is that i don't know um honorary 
Scientist? That's I, annoying. I hate that they say scientist. Yeah, that's a weird title. <laughs> <laughs> um, limited edition replica of what? I don't know. What is it a replica of? Um, 8x10 print signed by Rand Miller. That's cool, but also, what does this print look like? Um, <laughs> Firmament poster. Still also wonder what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, proofs of content. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff that I feel like if you're launching on a Kickstarter, you want to just give like... I've seen indie games that are looking for $1,000 and they have better Kickstarter pages than this, which sounds mean, but they're not looking for a million bucks is all I'm saying. They're not looking for a million dollars and they have like descriptions and like pictures and everything to let you know like they they meticulously walk you through each one of their tiers and they're like dude you get this shirt this is what this shirt looks like here's this poster here's what the poster looks like there's two variant posters here's these enamel pins even though i still don't understand what enamel is <laughs> it's made out of that's tea. my one cri- yeah that's my one criticism of all these kickstarters is nobody has told me what enamel is yet well you know what I think they'll still end up making it anyway. So (laughs) even though it's such a high price point and it might not be your favorite Kickstarter. (laughs) I, I'm not saying that I don't like this Kickstarter. I honestly hope this makes it because apparently people really like these games. Yeah. I just want to know what enamel pins are. I don't know. They had, (laughs) so this company, the Cyan Worlds Inc, they had a Kickstarter before, um, only one before. And it was the myth, uh, missed. I don't know why I said myth. Missed twenty fifth anniversary collection, um, and it was funded by one thousand one hundred thirty five percent. Holy so shit! So they've got a good track record. Let's see uh, how close they can get that to for firmaments. Okay, I'm looking up what enamel pins are made out of. Okay, dickweeds. I did not put lapel pin. I put enamel pin. <laughs> wow. Well, Indie Incursion Podcast, where you hear the, the hard true facts. <laughs> Fucking assholes. I don't understand. Oh, okay. Maybe there's... I, I think enamel might be like a product, like something that you make stuff out of, but I still don't understand. Dude. <laughs> There's people who are listening, and they're like, these two are fucking idiots. <laughs> they're like, why the fuck do they want to know what enamel pins are made out of? <laughs> Too good. <laughs> there was something I was going to say before I went on this enamel pin thing, but I forget <laughs> what I was going to say. Oh, and it ends up killing me. Oh, God. All right, I'm back. Apparently, uh, yeah. No, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> uh, choked on my enamel. Um Anyway, yeah, no, the game looks really dope. It's definitely not something that I feel like I would back just because it's not my style. It seems like it would be too slow-paced for me. Um, and it it seems like it's just more like slow puzzles and kind of walking around the world, which is interesting, but I probably wouldn't get into it. So I'll just wait to see what it becomes. Um, but more props to them. Good luck on that million dollars. That's a crazy stretch goal. <laughs> seriously i is that even a stretch goal isn't or, i mean that's just goal? the regular goal yeah <laughs> i mean the goal is just a stretch for me um okay so enamel is an opaque or uh um 
semi-transparent glassy substance applied to metallic or other hard surfaces for ornament or ornament or as a protective coating so it's a lapel pin with enamel coating that is what makes it an enamel pin you're welcome everybody wow just thought i'd let you know what an enamel pin is had to go down this rabbit hole because I still forgot what I was going to fucking say, and I'm really annoyed about it. What a strange rant. Anyway, <laughs> I think Firmament is done. <laughs> um. So yeah, I want to move on to one of the last parts of the podcast. This is pretty much the last part before we let you guys go, and I want to know... Are we holding um, them hostage? Yes. Uh, our random question of today is not a probing question about Josh or his genitalia. It is actually, um, <laughs> got like, I was really time. hoping for the, the nuts questions. I know. I'm a little disappointed. I haven't got asked that in like a month now. <laughs> On our 100th episode, I'm going to ask you about your nuts oh. and it's going to be intense. We're going to do a live stream. Oh, where it's of my nuts? Your, yeah. Of your <laughs> I think balls. we're going to get flagged real quick. And we don't need to be on Twitch anyway. That's uh, that's all we need. It's like the glory days of Josh's nutsack on Twitch. It'll ah, be a thing. The good old days. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for the random question of today, I want to ask you, what is indie? Um, there was somebody, and I really wanted to like credit this person, but I honestly like I accidentally refreshed my like Twitter page, and I didn't Mm-mm. like their tweet or anything, so it's just lost to history at this point. But um, <laughs> I want to know what is indie, what your idea of an indie game is, uh, because nobody seems to agree on what it is. <laughs> um, because there's like the idea that it's a game. Uh, developed and published by the same place but of course like uh, people do not consider Fortnite indie even though epic developed and published it um there's there's all sorts of games like this um so i want to know what your idea of indie is is it something like um the game's like development studio isn't like uh financially beholden to like investors or something just what is your idea? What makes an indie game indie? Because it's supposed to be independent is the long form of that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody knew that. But, I mean, you got to wonder what that even means because there are certain independent games that still, like, technically partner with publishers. Like, Wondersong is an indie game, but Humble Bundle published it. So they didn't, I mean, it's independently developed, but not independently published. Yeah, it's it's a weird topic. It's it's a little confusing. Uh, generally, when I go for the concept of like what's an indie game, I'm thinking more of the developers, and not really the 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 more freedom of independent thought and design um, of creation for a game. Um, so, I guess the best way to clarify that is really more of what you alluded to a little bit is less of a um, decision from the game side of things or the logistics side of things because there is a lack of like investors or um, business side to things. And that do- that doesn't mean that there can't be like obviously a business, but that's meaning that company is coming up with that idea and that IP independently of any other, you know, main funding or source um, from a larger studio or um, a larger corporation and it's even weird because my 
explanation of it has holes in it as well. Um, I think it's just a, it's a strange term that really probably needs better clarification because indie kind of spans to all of the different subsets of, you know, that, that weird, like a publisher could be a big studio, but the developers are independent or vice versa. Um, well, probably not vice versa. That would be weird if a, it's, yeah, it's in, <laughs> a high power developer a, a was being publisher. published by like yacht club <laughs> games like <laughs> but but you get what i mean like there's different there's different spawns to it and it's like at what point does it become an indie because it, are they an independent developer if they have like a thousand people but they're their own company like when does it become because when i think of independent i'm thinking of smaller companies but I guess there's certain cases where you, you know, you get more and more people. Is there a certain number? Should we limit it to like, well, you've got 50 people. You're not independent anymore. I, I don't really know. I, I think of it more as just that independent free idea from a investor or a backer that is um, changing your decision. But obviously there's some loopholes in that explanation as well. I don't know. What's your thought on it? I don't really know. Like I've, I've kind of gone in circles about it. I've like, I've tried to define indie to myself and I'm like, oh, okay, it's independently developed, which makes it an indie game. Mm-hmm. But the publisher, like um, like Microsoft publishing it or something is not like a factor that it's an indie game because it was independently developed by an independent studio. Um, I've thought about that. Um, I've also thought about like, maybe we should stop calling them indie games. Like maybe we should no longer have that um, as like a tag or a genre. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in a way, like that's kind of why I brought up the price point of indie games. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Um, almost condescending if you think about it, like from the history of what an indie game is. Like most people think of indie games and they think of, you know, like an 8-bit, like kind of just little platformer game that is kind of dismissed because it's like oh that's all you could really do or it's like you know something you would build with rpg maker because it was uh you know a lower funding this was just someone who had time to you know mess around with something but indie game like you think about some of them out there and they're you know very well established games they're you know they're contending with those triple a titles so it is a weird time where it's obviously evolving so i think it makes sense that the term of indie doesn't really make as much sense anymore. But then again, like, what would you call it then? Well, yeah, that's, that's what I was kind of going for with it. Like we have all these games that are indie games. And now, like you said, it kind of like in some instances, it holds a negative connotation. Um, because just like I was saying, like, let's say you see like Aegis defenders come up on your, on the PlayStation store. It doesn't, I mean, this is a bad example because it doesn't necessarily say it's an indie game, but knowing that it is an indie game, it being $20, people, I guarantee you, like, won't want to pick it up. It's kind of a thing. Um, But if it was, like, Aegis Defenders was not known as an indie game, Mm -hmm. um, then it's possible that people would be willing to pay, like, a higher amount for it. I just think that, like... Indie might hold kind of a negative connotation now, especially because like a lot of them are known as more of like experimental products Mm -hmm. or pieces of Mm -hmm. like they're they're the pieces of art in video game culture. Like if if we're being honest, indie games are the closest or at this very moment, some of the closest things to art we've really got in the games uh, like the games industry, because 
they they aren't necessarily worried about making money they're just worrying about expressing themselves and kind of like making a fun experience for other people these developers are mm, i mean which in, in some cases i'm sure yeah there's, there's, i mean it's not others are definitely wanting some money yeah, let's yeah, be yeah. real but like that fucking stupid cow game. Fuck those guys. <laughs> well, that's Dickheads. You went a different way than I did, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there's deficits of cash grabs out there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up and ask you, like, how would you define indie? And even if that term, like, one, if it even means anything anymore, and two, if it should even exist anymore, because you did ask, like, what would we call them? Yeah. We wouldn't call them anything. They would just, they be, would just be games in their specific genre. Yeah, yeah like, like uh, Hyperlight Drifter, I mean, it's not necessarily, like, it's not a Metroidvania. It would more be like a like an isometric platformer. It doesn't need to be known as an indie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's no. just what a genre is. Uh, well, and then I guess we'll have to cancel the podcast. <laughs> right? No, yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, of course, and I'm like on an indie games podcast yeah. asking. Welcome to we the Incursion take... podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think it'll ever go away because no, I think I don't that think it's it's so ingrained in video game history. But it it's honestly it's it's a little humorous just because you think about the comparison to how many indie games there are versus how many actual like triple a titles like when you think of an indie game you're thinking of a smaller subset of the population of games but that's not the case at all there's so many more indie games oh yeah (laughs) there's so much content out there that it's almost the opposite like in in a sense like of being like the minority subset so it's just it's very interesting the way indie games have kind of risen in popularity and how that has changed um that title because to me it doesn't mean as much because of all the subsets of cases where you'll have like that independent developer who is then backed by a company that is you know like xbox or nintendo and then it's one of those things where it's like oh well does time matter is it because they independently worked on it and then were you know backed after halfway through so now it's still an indie game but otherwise like if they started with it they wouldn't be it's just a nintendo game or just an xbox game i don't know and i don't think it really matters as much i guess because it's just labels yeah yeah it's definitely just a label (laughs) like uh Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, um, it's known as an indie game because it was made by, uh, like, I think Ninja Theory is the developer. I mm-hmm. think they, like, independently developed it, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe they also independently published it, if if I'm not, like, if I'm not wrong about that. Um, but, of course, now they're published by Microsoft. That really went nowhere. I was just kind <laughs> of going, like, indie games are known for being, like, small um like pixelated games or like uh kind of like less polished than triple a games but mm-hmm. hellblade kind of shows that that's not the case it's it's very possible for them to be just as beautiful as triple a games so that's kind of why i was saying that maybe we should get rid of the whole indie games title but yeah you're you're right say, in saying that like it's ingrained mm-hmm. into what these games are now like and and let's be honest it being called an indie game probably actually helps with sales. Like, um, them being like a lower price point, whatever, um, is a whole different thing. That's mm-hmm. just me being weird. But uh, people, 
I don't know. There are people out there who think if you just play AAA games, you're not a real gamer, in quotes. But if you play indie games, it's like, oh, whoa, yeah, you're a gamer, dude. You know about these small games. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like how the hipster movement is a big thing. Yeah, now. yeah. I mean, it is a distinction, though, because you'll get people who will like ask you about video games. Like, I, I have people all the time at my work who will ask me stuff about games, like just in general, because I'm usually a big advocate of them. And so they'll be like, oh, what kind of games do you play? And I, I always feel like weird talking about it because I'm like, I know you have no idea <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's weird how quick gamers are to like kind of attack each other, which is a weird thing. Like yeah. my uh, my fiance was talking to some people in her class like last year, one of her accounting classes, and uh, they were talking about like Fortnite mm-hmm. or something. They were talking about a game. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, my, my like, boyfriend plays video games. And they're like, oh, what? Does he just play, like, Call of Duty and stuff? And she's like, <laughs> I mean, actually, he plays a lot of, like, indie games. And he he doesn't really play Call of Duty at all. So I don't really understand that. I oh, thought that man. was so funny because it was, like, it was weird that they were so quick, so quick to, to judge yeah. somebody that they don't even fucking know. They're like, oh, what? Does he just play Call of Duty? Why does it fucking matter if I just play Call of Duty or Candy Crush? It doesn't. yeah that's that's a bit much (laughs) yeah that's that's a whole aside people like just gamers trying to be special so that they attack everybody who they perceive is not a gamer is just dumb i'm i'm not gonna get really into that but yeah i just wanted (laughs) to know what your definition of indie was uh personally mine is like just independently developed Mm -hmm. really I, I don't give a shit who published it. Um, maybe, like, they joined with Xbox to publish, like, Studio MDHR did with Cuphead uh, with a brief, like, window ex- of exclu- uh, of exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, now coming to different consoles, whatever. It it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what I was curious about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Glad give, to have a discussion about yeah, it. Yeah, I give kind of a cop-out answer, but it was an interesting discussion. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun to talk about it. Maybe we'll revisit it, like, I was just thinking, I mean, it's it's possible just because of the amount of time that has come from when indie game or not indie games, um, from when video games at their inception, like when they were conceived as a product mm-hmm. to now, it's possible that that amount of time, I'm, there are more AAA games or just like non-indie games, mm-hmm. um, they outweigh indie games at the moment, but I'd say give it another like five years and indie games are going to be the majority of games that are out there. Triple uh, A games or like double A games, whatever you want to call them. Um, they'll be like, they'll be the small subsect because mm-hmm. more and more people are making games now. And it's, I would say it's much easier to just make a game on your own than it is to actually get into the industry yeah kind of a thing well yeah it depends and a lot of like a lot of people and in this day and age a lot of people are spawning off into the the mindset of like build out your own company kind of a thing so you'll you're seeing like a lot of uh especially with all these big layoffs because you can't really trust holy shit you know large companies half the time but a lot of people are then spawning into something else you know these small studios here and there so i i kind of I'm on the same page as you that down the road, I feel like it'll be more of those double A titles versus, you know, the, the large triple A studios. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to check out. But uh, this has been the Indian Incursion Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, of course, if you'd like to chat with us outside the show, you can follow me at High Legion on Twitter, and you can follow Josh at the underscore George ninety. Uh, we talk about all sorts of indie games and such on Twitter. Um, if you'd like to check out Josh's written content, you can go over to ParallaxMedia dot one. That is the web address. Just to let you guys know. It's pretty easy to find. There's all sorts of awesome content going up there. And I'm assuming if somebody else has not claimed it, you are probably going to review SteamWorld Quest. Is that a leap in logic? Uh, I have not brought it up to the team, but yeah, it's definitely going to be me. <laughs> You're like, I'll steal it. No, I don't fuck care. It. Yeah, no fucking way they're getting that from my... <laughs> They'll pry it from your cold, dead fingers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dude, Ross is a crazy person. He'll just do whatever. He, yeah. Roger. Roger, he's, he's yeah. Crazy Good one. old Roger. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening to me ramble and Josh give intellectual opinions on video games. Uh, this has been the Indian Incursion <laughs> Podcast, and we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>